They're coming down in America like Pac-Man, eating us up alive. They're acting more as propagandists. Also, the science has changed. You know the Pac-Man game? Think of a Pac-Man game out of control. Sucking away at the foundation of America. If Russia pursues its aggression, it will face the massive consequences that... Because if they don't want you to believe something and they can cast doubt... We have no intention of fighting Russia. Sometimes confusion can actually be the goal. The goal. The goal. And as we've said all along... Confusion can actually be the goal. Welcome to another riveting edition of Speaking Out America. I am your host... JR. You can reach me anytime on our website, speakingoutamerica.com. And I'll tell you who was speaking out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to post the entirety of uh, President, former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago speech to our website a little bit later this today, a later Wednesday. So if you want to go on our podcast, if you've got Spotify or uh, iTunes or Google or Amazon, look. For, you just type in Speaking Out America. And you'll find the podcast, red, white, and blue, big, bold letters. And we will post the podcast of President Trump's speech, which I thought was historic. And I've watched all of the speeches. I see as many as I could during the Obama administration. I said, you know what? Even if I don't agree with him, he's still my president. And I want to know what he's saying. Because you can always learn something by listening to the president of the United States. Even if it's not what you think, like every time I watch Joe Biden, I learn something. I learn that he is less capable than when I last saw him. And he also has loose lips. So he'll divulge things like the fact that he uh, was planning on blowing up Nord Stream, uh, which, of course, could have been integral in starting this whole mess in Ukraine. But we'll save that discussion for another day. It is good to have you here, and I appreciate it. And I wonder... You know, so much, there's a little pressure when you're on so late in the day because everybody else already has an opinion. Every You've heard by now every opinion there is to be had over the Trump's uh, indictment, the, the case itself, the reaction of the people, uh, and Trump's reaction, of course. And everybody's talking about that. I was glued to the set when he came and did his speech, and I want to focus on that because, as I said, The big picture here is contrast. Uh, What Donald Trump said in his speech last night gave us a contrast to two choices that the world has in the direction that it wants to go. And this is a pivotal point in history because, as Trump will tell us, some of the newest developments that have undergone since, oh, three weeks ago, have been the the united partnership of Russia and China. The second and third largest, Russia largest by size, China largest by population, and America largest through economic power, and perhaps military might, although that could be in question after Biden's done with his job. But the point is, is that Trump was outlining the choice that we as Americans can make, as well as how the rest of the world perceives this. And I, I do leave, I believe, and you're never going to hear it in the mainstream media, but I believe that people are secretly praying for Trump's vindication around the world because they know, I mean, talk about a guy who was born into this. He was born to, to play this role in history. It's, it, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm a sycophant or anything. 
because I, I tend to look at things from a, of a, of a holistic point of view, a long-term point of view. Where are we headed with this American experiment? And Trump fell into this perhaps quite accidentally, but he has now grown into it. And I think once he got in and he was able to maneuver and put policies into place and see those policies actually work and other people got to see those policies work. And for the first time in America, we had a guy who actually did or uh, did what he said he was going to do. He tried to build the wall, but man, you know, people criticize him for that. I know Ann Coulter uh, criticizes him for that. I think she's wrong. Uh, I know people say, well, he didn't build the wall, did he? No, he tried. And he showed us that the wall was a deterrent uh, because immigration, illegal immigration dropped. So a lot of things that he tried, getting better trade deals between Canada and China where the, the, where the American worker was not on the, the crappy end of the stick. He developed better relationships with European nations and made them more accountable to their contributions to NATO. And, and he also put up, I think, more than anything, a sense of pride that people could have in believing that their country was truly a great country, which is why he uses the statement, make America great again. I mean, I know to Joe Biden and to the left, that's a, that's a punchline. Or, or maybe what they really want like about it is that it sounds a lot like maggot. I think that's why the left seizes on their word, because it's, it's so close. This is how their mind works. It's so close to being the word maggot, it could actually be the word maggot. But it's not maggot. It's, it's make America great again, and he instilled that sense of pride. So here's Trump last night, Mar-a-Lago, and he's talking about, well, the, un- the injustice and what's happened to our justice system, and He's proof of it. Meanwhile, overall, crime in New York was up 30 percent last year, much more than that the year before, with felony assaults, robberies and burglaries all up by massive, massive numbers. Not the same place that I know, not the same place that you know. And this is where we are right now. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. We recently had another trial and the same judge told the fine man who worked for me for many, many years that if you admit your guilt, you will be in jail for 90 days. But if you don't, if we go through a trial and you're found guilty, you're going away for 10 years and maybe longer which for a 75-year-old man with a great family really means life. What the prosecutors and judge did to that man, I will never forget, because it's right out of the old Soviet Union. That's where we are. You know, the same people that are for the J6 uh, prisoners to be held captive, uh, the ones that are in jail sitting awaiting for their their trial, their speedy trial that they, they will never get, the same people that endorse that are the same people that were crying about the uh, terrorists that were being held in Guantanamo Bay. What's the difference? The fact is that there are patriotic Americans who are s- s- some, a few, mostly instigated by FBI informants and implants. We know that now. The truth is coming out. There are a lot of Americans that are sitting in jail right now 
facing serious jail time because the Justice Department has been weaponized, just like what Trump said. And they came after him. They've gone after everybody associated with him, Bannon, uh, a lot of these people, Lewandowski, and they just won't stop. And, and, and I don't understand why my leftist brethren don't see this. Why, how could they be so blind to see that their own government has weaponized the law enforcement arm of the government and turned it against political enemies? That's what we're seeing with Trump. But now we get into this next phase where Trump's discussing the impact that Joe Biden has made on the world while they're trying to bury him. They can't beat us at the ballot box, so they try and beat us through the law. That's the country in which we live, however, right now. The USA is a mess. Our economy is crashing. Inflation is out of control. Russia has joined with China. Can you believe that? Saudi Arabia has joined with Iran. China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea have formed together as a menacing and destructive coalition. Would have never happened if I were your president. Would never have happened. Nor would Russia attacking Ukraine have happened. All of those lives would be saved. All of those beautiful cities would be standing. That's what I mean by contrast. That's contrast for you. What would have life been like? 75 million people voted for Trump, and he still lost. That's enough to make anybody's head scratch. How did Biden get more votes? Isn't that interesting to you? I find it interesting. Do you find it interesting? And of course, I'd like to, I'd like to know what you thought about the whole thing. I'd like for you to send me an email, write the show, and tell me your honest feelings about this. Because what I'm seeing on the internet and in social media is that people see this exactly for what it is. And I can't understand how the left could be so blind. I find a lot of things interesting. You know, if you ever need proof that the media is not in cahoots with the Democratic Party, look no further than Laura Jarrett. Who is Laura Jarrett? Well, she used to be a producer over there at CNN some time ago. Uh, and then somehow, magically, she appeared recently over here at NBC News. She was on last night with Lester Holt. And what is she covering? She Her area of expertise is Donald Trump. She's been covering Trump, and we know what that means. She's been reporting on Trump, kind of like Jonathan Carl over there at ABC News, who spends a hell of a lot of time on Trump, almost like an obsession, like they have Trump derangement syndrome. But who is who's Laura Jarrett? Well, when I first saw her, I said, you know, her face looks familiar. And so I did a little digging, and it wasn't apparent right away who she was, but I had a stinking suspicion that if I dug a little deeper, I could find out. So I, I went to her bio Wikipedia page and lo and behold, her mother is Valerie Jarrett. And for those who don't remember, Valerie Jarrett basically ran the Obama White House. Valerie Jarrett knows where all the bodies are buried. She she is from Iran originally, which she was probably the, the originator of the Iran deal, which eventually fell apart and was derailed. But that's what I mean. Here's a woman who's, whose mother is the former White House advisor, and she's on the board with the media at NBC. What kind of coverage do you think you're going to get out of this woman when it comes to Donald Trump? I think you know the answer to that. Speaking Out America continues. They can't beat us at the ballot box, so they try and beat us through the law. 
That's the country in which we live, however, right now. The USA is a mess. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. I am JR, your host. A little bit more on the Trump speech from Mar-a-Lago last night. And we've been sort of focusing on that speech that he gave. I, I, I again, will say it's historical. And, you know, uh, just as, as, as my opinion matters as much as anyone else's, I think the case that Alvin Bragg laid out was incredibly weak. There's no way that... Uh, this will be anything less than just flesh on the stick for media. It'll be a ratings booster at a time when the economy is crashing and the media needs to make a buck. And how do they, they do that with, with ratings? And what is your ace in the hole? It's Donald J. Trump, and he returns. It, it, it is literally, you think about it, it is obsession. They have put all of their emotional stock in this guy. All of it. And and they and they they must not even be aware that they're sitting there. I mean, I visualize when I walk into living rooms across America that there is a subset of people who are so obsessed with Donald Trump that they will literally keep the TV glued to MSNBC. And as long as MSNBC or CNN mentions Donald Trump's name every five minutes, that TV is not going to get turned off. So, and this is how the Dems want to start their 2024 campaign the same way they started the 2016 campaign. Focus on Trump being indicted, uh, play that out, and they think that they're actually slamming him, bringing him down, but what they're actually doing is invigorating his supporters. But they do this, and they're blind to the reality around them, which is that the store shelves are getting a little less full all the time. Gas prices are going to creep up to four twenty-five, four forty-five a gallon, Within a year, money is going to be worthless because the the global centers of trade, BRIC, they're learning that they don't need the American dollar. I heard one financial advisor say, the only thing you can really do right now is buy gold bullion and hope for the best. And that's why I want to focus on the last segment of this Trump speech from Mar-a-Lago, because to me, this was the campaign speech. If there was a campaign speech to be made or a deal to be closed. Listen to Trump. This is, and again, it shows that he is, he has grown. He has grown as a speaker. He has grown. There's a, there's a sense of wisdom in his voice. There's a sense of almost a calmness, uh, a forgive them father for they know not what they do. Calmness. You know, Trump isn't worried about the future. He's on the right side of history on this. And now he has evidence to show that the alternative is far worse than Donald Trump, then even the left can accuse Donald Trump because things have gotten worse. Now, is it all Joe Biden's fault? Yes, most of it. Most of it was to his undoing because as soon as he became the president, he started to uh, take up the whims of the radical progressives of the Democratic Party who have completely unended the government. They've turned it into this woke machine whose only purpose now is to wokeify the entire system thinking that in doing so, they're, they're eliminating the systemic racism that is inherent in the body politic or the body business of, of America. 
So that's what that small group of people think is that if they go just wokeify everything, then then everybody will be happy and we'll live in a world of true equity, which is a Marxist dream. So listen to Donald Trump in the last few minutes of his speech last night at Mar-a-Lago and let it sink in as to what our choices are, because this really comes down to choices. As I started off the show with, this is a choice. This is a pivotal point in history. And we see what's going on overseas. We see that China is threatening the U.S. with retaliation of some kind if the Taiwanese president meets with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, which it looks like he's going to do, according to the latest report. We know that Russia is not going to back down. We also know that gas prices are going to go up, so the barrel per oil cost is going to go up, and that's going to benefit Russia, and it's going to benefit Saudi Arabia. They have agreed to cut petroleum production, I think by 50,000 barrels a day. So you've got this as the world stage. You've got a president who steps away from senility, who doesn't seem to have a grip on what's happening in his own country. And this is our contrast moment. This is where Donald Trump asks us to consider what can be done to turn the tide, to make sure that the good ship Titanic doesn't crash into that approaching glacier. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There will be no defeat like that. That will take us away from being even a great power. If you took the five worst presidents in the history of the United States and added them up, they would not have done near the destruction to our country as Joe Biden and the Biden administration have done. Incredibly, we are now a failing nation. We are a nation in decline. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. We can't let that happen. With all of this being said, and with a very dark cloud over our beloved country, I have no doubt, nevertheless, that we will make America great again. Thank you very much. And God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you very much, everybody. And that's the speech last night from the uh, Mar-a-Lago estate uh, where Donald Trump resides, got home. Boy, and that was after a very long day. I mean, he was, he was spent. He got up early in the morning. I mean, we saw it on TV, CNN Central made sure to promote that the entire itinerary of Donald Trump, thank you very much, putting it, putting his life at risk. Even Elon Musk called out the Democrats and mocking them for the arrest of Donald Trump, saying it's nothing more than a sideshow. 34 counts of, of what? Uh, you know, and again, we bring up Bill Clinton. I mean, he actually had an affair in the Oval Office. I guess he's not guilty because he didn't offer uh, the woman hush money that we know of. But uh, even the people that you would think that would go against Bush even came out, former President George W. He came out and said that he thought this was, even Mitt Romney, who never agrees with Trump, 
came to his senses and said that, you know, this is not good for Americans politics, for America politics. And he's absolutely right. This is where we stand today. And, you know, it is the choice that we make. What kind of government do we want to have? You know, in my opinion, America sets the tone for the rest of the world, just as China does. Both countries have an enormous impact on the way people feel about how the world is going. They know, for example, that China is a tyrannical, totalitarian government. They used to believe that America was the bastion of security and liberty and self-determination, where you could go to this country and you had a real shot at life, you know? Because there's so many people that have come here over the past 300 years, and they were just looking for a shot at life. And now they're doubting whether that shot of life even still exists. Speaking out, America, we'll be back in a moment. Into this house we're born. Into this world we're Welcome back to Speaking Out America. Just a reminder, our website, speakingoutamerica.com. You can email us there. You can also follow us. We usually publish maybe two to three really super articles a week, sometimes more depending on what's going on. And I encourage you because I love to write and I love to share my ideas. And if it's something that you think would be of interest to you, you can always join us on the Internet at speakingoutamerica.com. Speaking of the Internet, uh, you know, there if you follow, I don't know if you do any of the social media. I happen to like Instagram for a lot of reasons because you, you really get a sense of the creativity and there's so many creative people out there and people with opinions. And uh, anyway, a lot of what I'm seeing now is uh, stuff around AI. And we've talked about AI to a great degree because it, it is going to have an impact. I mean, underlying subtext of the show, if it has an impact on you, we're going to talk about it here on Speaking Out America. And you heard about all of these top uh, engineers and scientists around the world who are signed this letter saying we need to put a stop on anything after, uh, what is it, GPT-4? This is, you know, think of it as like Windows 2.1 and then Windows 10. And, you know, it's kind of the same. But with each new version, it just means it's much more powerful. So what you're seeing on the Internet more and more are pieces of software that allow you to do things with this AI. For example, you know, you've seen that one where you can tell it to create a picture and you can put any combination of words that you want into this and you do verbally and the computer, the, the program will create a, a high definition, beautiful picture. It may not be the one that you were thinking about, but you won't care because it's so beautiful. And you'll think that maybe it was your idea. So therefore you get credit for it, I suppose. But there's kind of there's all kinds of photo stuff now where you can put photos in and you can morph things and you can tell it to write an essay for you. There's certain software where, you know, you give it a couple of words and you tell, I need a 500-word essay on the President Trump trial. And then it'll spit out a 500-word essay that is accurate and it integrates. Think about that power. It integrates all that information from what's out there on the internet and pulls it all together. That's pretty powerful. I, I can't remember anything of that kind 
I mean, I suppose, you know, there was that old video game that sort of came out before the Windows-based where uh, it was three-dimensional. And depending on whatever move you decided, it would it would create a whole new sort of adventure. And then that sort of evolved into silly little kid board games and things like Spyro and stuff like that. But this is like, makes that look nothing. Anyway, so they're so worried about it because they're worried that if through some mechanism that AI becomes sentient or can think or make judgment calls, it may determine that human beings are really unnecessary. Add to this that AI also is a great enhancer and it's what, what makes uh, social credit scores possible. Now, in England and in Europe and in China, particularly, people had to get a piece of software and it had to be installed on their phone. You didn't have a choice. It was a law uh, out of public safety. And if you uh, didn't check in or you didn't get your vaccine, then that red light would blink and there was nothing you can do. I, I tell you, one time I, I accidentally hit the button wrong on my iPhone and I must have hit a combination I wasn't aware of. And all of a sudden, the police department called me and they said, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm okay. I just hit the button wrong. Well, can you verify your address? And, and is this Mr. Watkins? And I'm like, what? So, you know, imagine if you didn't get your prescriptions on time or imagine if uh, whatever, let's say you blog something on the internet and it was inappropriate. AI will will... I mean, they can set up any kind of social net uh, and entrap people. And soon you won't know that they're monitoring. And just like right now, you don't know that your phone is listening to you. So I agree that we don't want to go too fast here because we, we, I think that we have shown thus far that we can't handle social media. That's why everybody's angry at each other. I don't think that as a race we're emotionally or intellectually or spiritually evolved enough. Not all of us. I mean, well, many of us are. But I'm talking about the general population that believes everything the media tells them. Uh, you know the, the old story about VHS and beta, don't you? VHS was inferior to beta, but VHS won because... They made more money. And the reason they made more money in sales is because the porn industry adopted it. And since porn makes money, VHS won the race. But, you know, here we are. We have this technology, VHS tapes, which was pretty good technology. You could record things and watch them later. That evolved to CD technology. That evolved to DVD and Blu-ray and all the other subsequent technologies that we now take for granted. And we just simply download things off the Internet. And my, my point is that even when we had this great technology, what did we use it for? Oh, to watch porn. When the Internet first became popular and AOL was handing out free discs at the supermarket, 120 free hours, remember that? And what did we end up doing? The porn industry exploded. And that's what I mean. You know, here not everybody's into porn, but there were enough people into it to make it profitable to the point where technology could then, then take that money and reinvest itself into other areas. So it's just the way it is. It's like alcohol. You know, humanity can't handle alcohol. Too many people drink too much because we love to get drunk, right? So 
the point of all this is that if we can't even handle the basics, how are we going to handle a piece of software that can outperform you a thousand to one, can outthink you a thousand to one, and it starts to take all of your responsibilities away from you? That's what's frightening about it. And guess who says, ah, you have nothing to worry about? The, the master of Microsoft, Bill Gates himself, Mr. George Soros USA. He's the guy that goes around and funds the World Health Organization without blinking an eye. He's the one that goes around and tells all these billionaires that they should give up all their money to socialist costs, except for maybe, you know, half a billion dollars they can keep. Thank you very much, Mr. Generosity. You know, Bill Gates has done more to damage this country. And some of the experiments that he conducted with Dr. Fauci to downplay the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine was criminal. Criminal, I tell you. And, and one day, Bill Gates, he is not the savior that everybody, the only reason, the only reason that he is as powerful and influential as he is, is because of one thing subscriptions. He didn't invent Word. He didn't invent Windows. What he did invent was subscriptions. He charged people for the, uh, for the uh, privilege of using Windows. I still give that son of a bitch $99 a month because I can't live with Excel, without Excel or Word or, uh, uh, you know, and now all these other companies do the same damn thing. Adobe, You've, they don't give it to you anymore. And that's why Bill Gates is a billionaire because every month billions of people give him money. And of course he's just on the board now. He doesn't run the operations. I wonder if he ever actually did. And he says, ah, don't worry about AI. It's all good. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Take it from me. I'm Mr. Nice Guy with a nice sweater who happens to be friends with Jeff Epstein. And we'll never know what happened there. That man's, there's something about him. Way too much power, just like George Soros. We'll continue Speaking Out America. Don't forget to follow us online at speakingoutamerica.com. I'm going to talk today about energy and climate. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Let me get this right. He's saying that in order to save the planet, we need to get the population down to zero? Welcome back to Speaking Out America online, speakingoutamerica.com. You can also email us to the show. We always like hearing from you. And that uh, Gmail address is speakingoutamerica at gmail.com. Love to hear from you about the show. I'm JR. It's always good to have you here. Uh, and I, again, you know, the underlying theme is it will always tell you what the mainstream won't. And if it's going to have an impact on your life, uh, and that's what we're all about. You know, you, you, you can't operate in a bubble. You can't live with your head in the sand. Uh, but by the same token, we've all learned that, you know, it's getting harder and harder to get information 
that is not curated. I mean, you can go look at definitions now on Wikipedia and they've been altered, modified just to the point where it reflects a certain ideology. If you look up carbon on Wikipedia, I guarantee you the first thing you're going to learn is that how it's driving climate change. You know, that, that wasn't amended 10 years ago. You know, that's, well, it probably was actually, you know, five years ago, if you went to Wikipedia and you typed in transgender, it would, it would, gender dysphoria would come up. Now that word has been eliminated because it's no longer uh, something that we say is wrong. Uh, Another thing that you'll find out is that not everybody thinks this is a great idea to be at war with, well, through the proxy of NATO. Uh, with Russia. It's draining our resources. It's creating uh, new enemies. And a lot of people are dying. That's the main thing is a lot of people are dying. For what? What did I read yesterday? Ukraine is like one of the worst, most corrupt countries on the planet. It's in the top 10, which means everybody's bought off. It's like Mexico. Everybody's bought off. I wonder if Mayorkas is being bought off. Not that I would accuse him of that, but there's certainly a way if the cartel wanted to reach somebody, there's any numbers of ways to reach out to someone and say, look, here's the line. You don't go over it. And if you don't go over it, your kids will graduate. That's it. You don't, it could be a letter that's not signed by anybody. It could be an anonymous text from a phone number that doesn't work or you think it doesn't work. I mean, there are a million ways to get to political leaders uh, and extort them to do... To, this is the big question surrounding Biden. What exactly is the nature of his relationship with Xi Jinping? What information do they have? Maybe Biden doesn't know what information they have. Maybe that's the point, is that he assumes that they must have something on Hunter because Joe knows what his son's all about. So you you always have to look at that level of corruption, and it's not, you know... It's not without beyond the pale of reality that America can be corrupted. I mean, look at what's happening in American politics. In California, Adam Schiff is running. He's going to probably likely take uh, Senator Feinstein's seat. How did that happen? What, what has he done for California? Have you been to California lately? It's getting harder and harder to go. People are flocking out of there. There's a very tiny upper elite class of people that run that state and the rest of them are clawing their way out of poverty or trying hard not to get there. And then when you drive around Los Angeles, you know, they're playing classical music now at the LA train station because for some reason, homeless people don't like classical music and they can't sleep. So they're driving them away. But every one of those homeless persons represents I don't like to say that society failed them. I think they failed society. You know, this is a land of equal opportunity, but you you do have to work for it. You can't. But the problem is that we've created a society of dependence. People who think, and they're told in school and elsewhere, that the government owes them something. It's not the way it used to be with John Kennedy. So what is the nature of uh, the relationship between Xi Jinping? How corrupt is Biden? Is he corruptible? There's some tape floating around right now on the Internet that says that Biden says, well, don't tell, you know, some reporter says, are you corrupt? Are you a corrupt politician? Biden's answer is, well, don't count me out. 
in his usual snar- snarky matter. So there's Biden for you. You know, Biden is rightfully not said a damn thing about this, but I would be naive to think that he didn't have some role in it. Obviously, he's been going after all of Trump's supporters since the day he stepped into office, almost almost like a vengeance. <clears throat> and uh, this is why it never occurred to him that the people in East Palestine, Ohio, might appreciate a visit. But, you know, they're all a bunch of MAGAs out there, so we're not going to go. I'm surprised he showed up in Mississippi. But, you know, there are a lot of African Americans in Mississippi, so he's showing up saying, here, I'm going to save you. I'm going to help you. I'll pay for everything. Just uh, vote for me next time. Don't forget the vote. We'll make it easy for you. You can even just mail in the ballot if you want to. You don't have to, but if you want to. If you don't have your ID... Just pop it in the mail and get it over to us by, you know, within at least a couple of days after the elections and we'll, we'll count it in somehow. So, yeah, so not everybody is in support of this war. There's been protest demonstrations in Germany, France, the Czech Republic, Greece, Spain, Great Britain, Belgium, Australia, no, Austria, Italy, Albania, Moldova, and others. Notice these are all countries where they could easily get drawn into the war and would easily have to start sending their own troops to the front lines. That's why they're protesting. They don't, this, this war stinks. What are we fighting for? The right to be able to put troops along the Ukrainian border, right up Putin's Kulo? Could be. European protests surrounding the anniversary of the start of the conflict notably span the left-right spectrum in opposing the U.S.-led North Atlantic Treaty Organization, imperialism as, who wrote this? Some pro-Russian guy? Let's see, this comes from uh, Wyman Chen of the Mises Institute, posted on Zero Hedge today. Uh, In all cases, the people on the streets at these events identify involvement in a war as harmful to general economic well-being and have been expressing frustration with their country's acquiescence to these intergovernmental and supranational organizations in fueling the violence while simultaneously discouraging dialogue. So many of these people feel that they're not being listened to and they're being actually targeted if they speak out against the war. Uh, similar to our own country, though not as severe. I can get on and say I, I'm not happy about this war, but I'm not a Putin supporter. I don't think one way or the other, frankly. I just think that Ukraine is a corrupt country, and I think it's interesting that the very man that led to the first impeachment of our former president, now we're handing billions of dollars. We just sent another, what, $20 billion the other day? I, I've stopped counting. The money that we give Ukraine, you know that. I mean, look, our own FEMA became corrupted by the millions of dollars that were pouring in after that Katrina hurricane a few years ago. There was so much money awash. I mean, you had movie actors mailing checks. Everybody on the planet was in there trying to help those people, rightfully so. But in every situation where you have that much money flowing in, you know that there are going to be people in there who are always going to take more because they feel that they're entitled to it or they feel that they can get away with it. And money always corrupts people. So when you're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars into Ukraine 
which is in the top 10 of the most corrupted country on the planet, what do you think is going to happen? Where do you think that money is going to go? I don't have the answer to that, by the way. I'm just suggesting that we have to pull our heads out of the sand and recognize that we're, we're probably fueling corruption. But the rest of Europe isn't going for it. You know, we, the, Biden has the media on his side over here, so they can constantly fuel these tearjerker stories about how uh, Bakhmut is, you know, under the control of the Wagner Group. One day, oh, today, Zelensky announced that may, you know, he may have to leave Bakhmut. But we'll go get more tanks and we'll go back in and we'll fight some more. I read another report today that women are being allowed to leave Ukraine, but not men. What do you think this is going to do to the future population of men in Ukraine? Let's put it this way. Uh, uh, ugly American men over the age of 50 just hit a jackpot. You'll have all the Ukrainian brides you can muster or get through. And they'll come here because Biden will lift the ropes and allow them to come in because they're refugees from a country in a war that we helped start. So, of course, we would take them in. And I have nothing against Ukrainians, by the way. I, I think, I don't know how many I've met, but it seems like every one of them that I met is some pretty decent. I remember one time I was at a, at a bar at a nightclub in Chicago, and this beautiful woman, she was strikingly beautiful, and I had no idea she would be from Ukraine. She said, I'm from Ukraine. Very smart lady. So, you know, but they're protesting overseas, and the point of this is that we here in the United States think that this war is going as planned. And once again, we're not, we're living in such a bubble that we don't understand that there are people around the world who don't like Biden and what he's doing, not only to our country, because they're rooting for America, but also the effect of what Biden does and the effect it has on their country. For example, not having easy access to energy. And that's what we have to think about. It's always about the impact of a man's decision, or in this case, the decisions that are being made by the Democratic Party and the deep state here in the United States. They make decisions based on what's going to benefit them, even much like AI, even if the rest of the world goes to pot in the meantime. As long as it boosts their bottom line and keeps their job secure, they could care less about the average Ukrainian and the devastation being done to their country. And we appreciate you stopping by this edition of Speaking Out America. We'll see you next time.